You're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockholds and Tom Hiscott. Welcome, listeners, to episode seven of the Toolstation Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockholds, and I'm delighted to welcome on the line the editor of the Toolstation Western League bulletin. It is Tom Hiscott. Hello, Tom. How are you? Yeah, I'm OK, thanks. And yourself? Yes, not bad. Not bad. Surprisingly well, given the circumstances. Did you have a good weekend? Yeah, yeah. It was pretty, pretty decent. Yourself? I went to watch Devices. Hey, so no then. <laughs> <laughs> you could say that. I kept my camera in the pocket and um, uh, it did absolutely no good whatsoever. Unfortunately, we still got a, a pretty heavy tonking. Um, so I've decided that it can't be me. However, it might be my wife. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I, I took my wife with me and, and, and obviously things went from bad to worse. So um, I'm, it, 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 it clearly it might be her. So maybe I shouldn't bring her at all ever again. Anyway, never mind that. Um, on this week's podcast, we are very much talking about the FA Vars. Uh, but we have got matches in the Premier Division and the First Division to talk about uh, as well. We will be hearing from Welton Rovers, who continue their excellent league form in the in the Vars. Uh, we will be hearing from Millbrook, uh, a new club, of course, to the Tool Station uh, Western League. And we look forward to speaking to their manager, Mackenzie Brown. Um, so we kick off with the matches played in the FA Vars first qualifying round on Saturday, the 11th of September. We start in Brislington, who, of course, were guests on the podcast last week. And I'm really pleased to say that they managed to avoid the curse of the podcast and they really put Fleet Town to the sword. They absolutely did. Uh, this game, yeah, was pretty much all over by half time. Um, Simon Prangley uh, was, a, was, yeah, was the main man for, for Brislington, scored in either half. Uh, and there was also goals from Josh Brace and Kane Edmondson. As I say, they were, yeah, pretty dominant in this one, Brislington. Um, they did also suffer a red card as well. So held on with 10 men. But, um, yeah, a big 4-0 win for Brislington at home to Fleet Town. Excellent stuff. Now, um, Welton Rovers, they took the trip to Elberton Villa down in Devon. And, um, well, the Green Army came home happy from this one, Tom. Yeah, another big winner for, for the Western League. It was really good to see. Uh, obviously, they've taken their... Their league form through to the uh, through to the knockout competitions was really good. Four uh, 0 win for them as well at Alberton. Uh, Kyle Box scoring twice, and those also goes from uh, Will Gould and Joe Batrick. So uh, yeah, promising, promising result again for for Welton. Yeah, very promising result. Of course, um, Tom Smith is uh, a regular on the Western League podcast. We've heard from him already this season. But I mean, that was a really good result for for Welton Rovers there. And of course, it augurs well, not just for their great start to this season's league campaign, but for how well they might do in the FA VAR. So I started my interview with Tom by asking him about that game at the weekend. 4-0 it was. And was the game as comfortable as the scoreline suggests? Well, the thir- first half was uh, probably wasn't that comfortable. I think it's always difficult when you go away to an unknown team. Obviously, we, we had a little bit of knowledge. We played them the year before in the bars. Beat them 1-0 at home. Um, so we had limited knowledge. But, yeah, it's always difficult. First half, you know, we got used to it, got used to the surroundings, um, grew into the game. And then by the second half, to be honest, it was comfortable. And, and, and the lads deserved the, the victory in the margin that they got in the end. Well, you're back to Devon in the next round. Um, you've got Sidmouth Town uh, on the 25th of, um, of September. Um, I, I mean, I guess the fact that you're away doesn't necessarily hold any fear anymore because of that result that you had in the, in the first qualifying round. 
No, exactly. And to be honest, Ian, it, it helps that you, you get a coach during these down that well, are fantastic. They put on, you know, they put on a big coach for us and the supporters, and and it gives the lads a chance to bond on the on the way there and on the way back. And you know, after a big win like we had on the weekend, the, the way back, as you can imagine, is fantastic. So, no, there's positives and there's negatives, but um, I think it's important as a club that we, you know, we look for the positives. And like we said, you know, is it is it good day for the club? Is it good day for the supporters? Um, we've got back our footballing ability and our squad, whether we're home or away, which we do. And yeah, hopefully down in Sidmouth, which is going to be a tough task, but hopefully we can we can progress like we did on Saturday. Well, well, let's talk about those positives and the negatives, because of course you've been going really, really well in the league. So, I mean, are you worried at all that these, you know, that this cup adventure or this Vars adventure could derail your league form? No, not at all. I think, I think you know, we we just want to play football. We've had a long time, last couple of years, where everyone's been difficult, lack of games, games being cancelled. I don't think, you know, availability, you need to work on a little bit and you need to make sure that you've got the people available and make sure that people aren't too tired. But, you know, we've got a decent squad. We've got people jumping at the bit to try and get into the starting eleven and into the squad. Um, so for us, it's a brilliant chance maybe to have a look at a couple, but also progress and, you know, propel the club into some you know into a little bit of prize money maybe not a lot but it helps out a little bit and, and gives the boys a good cup run which is really important so no as far as I'm concerned we will go as far as we possibly can in the cup uh, and hopefully that'll take us to a successful place because of course when we get to the pointy end of the bars you know people like me really like to sort of stoke up the interest of those clubs that are going to do well. I mean, Bitten, of course, a couple of seasons ago got through to the semi-finals and we were really hoping that we'd see a Western League club, you know, get all the way to Wembley, which would be fantastic. But it's not unheard of for a club at step six to punch well above its weight. And, you know, you have been doing well enough this season, certainly in the Western League First Division, to, you know, be in that conversation. I mean, I guess if you had to choose between one or the other, I mean, well, it would be, you tell me, it would be interesting to know which one you'd go with, whether it would be the Vars or the League. But, I mean, you know, actually, do you dare to dream? I, th- I think it's important that you do. I think it's important you always strive to be the best that the team can be, as cliche as it is. But um, I mean, if I had to, if I had to choose one, of course. I mean, I'm choosing the league. As, as I just put a view. I want to. I want Welland to progress as a club. I want us to be playing as high as we possibly can. Um, my first and foremost, you know, when I'm thinking of what we need to achieve this year, um, I'm, I'm thinking of where we need to be in the league. But there's that's you know, that's no excuse for not, not giving everything you've got to the cup and, and, and we will and hopefully, you know, hopefully we can go as far as we can but it's a long, long way. We've won one game so we've got we've, we've got a lot of games to play, um, hopefully. Um, but no, it is exciting times. I think cup football has been going to happen like you said, it's not unheard of clubs from our, from our step going on to, to achieve great things so hopefully we can be the same. Uh, but it's important to stay grounded and take each game at a time um, and there's no reason at all whatsoever we can we can concentrate on both competitions with you know with equal amounts if you if you get what I mean. Yeah, you you are absolutely right, of course, um, because you know let's stay grounded. You know you've been you've made a great start to this season, but there's been a couple of blips along the way. You were rocked by Titherington, and you were held to a draw by Gillingham. So it's not all been plain sailing for you, is it? No, definitely not. I think you know when we spoke earlier in the year and we said you know how how any team in this league can take points off of anyone. 
that's become very apparent over the last couple of months. You know, I've said to the boys, when you're top of the league, and, and long may it continue, hopefully, but when you're top of the league, it's a cup final for every team. And we've got to treat it exactly the same. And, you know, we played against Titherington. I, I actually thought they played really well. It was new surroundings for us and for the boys, and, and we adapted. And, and with the chances we had on goal, I still think we should have taken three, but it's not always going to work out that way. And it's important to make sure that we fall forward and when we don't get maybe the maximum that we're hoping for, we learn from that and take it into the next week, which is what we did. We took it from Tiverton away to Alberton. Again, new surroundings. And we were a much better unit than what we were at Tiverton. But there's going to be there's going to be speed humps all the way. we just got to make sure we ride them well. And, and like I said earlier, fall forward as a team and make sure we keep progressing. Well, one of those speed humps could easily be Warminster. Warminster away is never an easy game. Andy Crabtree has turned them into a very, very good side. And, of course, they're very well supported. So that's going to be a real test for you. Yeah, of course. I think, you know, there's games that I highlight that I think stereotypically are always going to be difficult games. We had one at Holmes Cheddar uh, a couple of weeks ago, and this is another one. And I think if we don't turn up... Uh, you know, in the right frame of mind, I'm ready to take the three points. Anything can happen. And Andy Crabtree's a manager with great experience and they've got a great team, got some really good players out there. So, no, it's going to be a really interesting battle. But to be honest with you, Ian, it's the sort of game at the minute that we're really looking forward to. And it's the sort of game at the minute that our lads are really turning up for. So, I think tomorrow night is going to be a fantastic spectacle. Well, then, of course, on Saturday, uh, you've got Portis Head. Now, you've got them at West Clues. How important is your home support this season? Because you've really been putting on a show for them. And we know that if the people of Midsummer Norton, you know, when they get it into them, they really love coming to support you. Yeah, they do. And, and that was one of my biggest things taking over a while. When I, when I took the job originally was, I'm a Norton boy. I've lived in Norton my whole life. I know a lot of the people that support well. And they want to support a team as any club that's doing well. Um, and luckily, we're giving them something to cheer about. We're, we're battling hard at home. We're making it a fortress. I think we're yet to concede a goal at home, which is a fantastic record for us and something that we, we hope we can prolong as long as possible. Um, but yeah, you know, the feedback I'm getting from the fans... Um, for the people that spend a lot of money and time at the club, they're, they're buzzing and they're happy with what we're doing at the minute. And to be honest with you, Ian, that's the main thing. And, and, and when I'm hearing reports and I'm hearing comments like I'm hearing at the moment, that's exactly where we want to be and, and long may it continue. And my thanks to Tom for his time. Now, moving on to Exmouth Town against Shepton Mallet. We didn't get too many all-tool station affairs in the Vars uh, this, at this stage, which I'm really pleased about. But Exmouth, of course, are, you know, for a long time, Tom, I know, you, you know, you, you're much better with the stats than I am. But, oh. I mean, at home, they've been, you know, they're in pretty much impregnable. To get a result down there would have been a fantastic achievement. Did they manage it? They absolutely did, yeah. Um, as you say, Exmouth, not, well, from the short time we've known them, they've, yeah, been a, been a well, a strong, strong home side, haven't they? So, for Chapter Mart to go down there... Not the um, yeah, not the easiest place. Got a pretty early goal through Jack Fillingham, um, and they managed to hold on for the rest of the match to to keep Exmouth at bay. I think it's probably what will um, yeah, what will please them the most. And uh, yeah, uh, holding out for a one nil win. Um, and Shepton, who move on to the next round. Now we move from one tool, uh, all tour station affair to another one. Ilfracoom Town of the Premier Division, new boys of course, take on Bishop Sutton of the First Division. There can only be one winner here, surely, Tom. That's what you'd have thought, but it, it's yeah, it's gone the away side's way. Um, so not only were 
yeah, obviously a, a first division side on their on their travels to a Premier Division side, but they've come out on top. Um, well, high ranked opposition, but it yeah didn't deter them, did it? Cameron Shawnee putting them in front, and then uh, Liam Villis scoring a second uh, from pretty close range, and it was a two 0 win for Bishop Sutton away Overcombe. So uh, impressive stuff from them. I'm sorry, there, Tom. Did, did you say that Oakland Buck didn't score? Yeah, uh, yeah. Beggars belief, isn't it? And I know. Nice, uh, yeah, yeah. A week, a week off for Oakland on the goal scoring fan. I'm sure we'll be back soon. <laughs> Unbelievable, Jeff. Right then, uh, <laughs> Sherbourne Town. They're a side that we've been. Um, uh, well, we've had them on the podcast, of course, and they've they've started in emphatic style. Heavy goal scorers, of course, and a lot of the games that they've already played in the first division, and that really continued in their match against Verwood Town. Yeah, it did. Uh, Proverbial game of two halves, definitely. Sherbourne, um, absolutely unstoppable before the break. A five-goal uh, first half for them. Henry Lawrence Napier um, scoring a hat-trick. Two for Ollie Hebbard. Game, yeah, game pretty much in the bag, you think. But uh, Verwood did, did manage to, to fight back. They scored three unanswered goals after the break. Um, but fortunately for, for Sherbourne, they had built up enough of a buffer for, uh, to hold on and uh, run out five free victories. So Sherbourne through to the second qualifying round. Excellent stuff. And our final featured match in the FA Vars is between Stonehouse Town and our very own Ashton and Backwell United. Now, Ashton and Backwell have been having something of a renaissance mm-hmm. in the last couple of weeks, and that continued in the Vars. Yeah, I was going to say, just like uh, sort of sort of Welton, obviously, bringing their league form through to, uh, through to, through to the Cup Comps. And, uh, yeah, 2 a win for Ashton. Quite an quite a impressive win away at Stonehouse. Uh, goals there for Joe Bishop and Leon Clayton-Clark helping them... Uh, yeah, beat, beat Stonehouse by two goals to nil. So that concludes our roundup of the FA Vars uh, matches, the first qualifying round matches on the uh, 11th of September. The draw has been made for the next round, Tom. Can you quickly run us through that? Oh, I wish it was quick. There's quite a few games, <laughs> but yeah, definitely give it a give it a good quick shot. Uh, so we've got Bishop's Lydia, obviously a, a good win on penalties on the weekend. They host Wellington the next round. We've got Bitten versus uh, Cheltenham Saracens. Street travel to take on Bobby Tracy. Uh, Bradford Town, uh, formerly of uh, yeah, the Western League, they host Odd Down. Uh, Brislington take on Ashton and Backwell uh, in the Western League affair. Uh, we've got Bristol Telephones against Chipping Sodbury Town. Uh, Cheddar travel to take on Camelford. Uh, we've got Helston uh, travelling to take on Elmore. Uh, we've then got the incredibly named Eversley in California FC. They host oh. Oldland, so that's a, a good game for Oldland, I think. Uh, well, it probably is. Yeah, it might take a little <laughs> while. Uh, well, City, they're also on the road. They take on Iverbridge Town, and then we've got a few home ties coming up here. We've got Canesham versus Long Crendon. Uh, we've got Longwell Green Sports hosting uh, Cadbury Heath. Obviously, uh, yeah, both both of the Western League. Uh, we've got Porters Head versus Royal Wooden Bassett Town. Uh, Saltash getting a home game. They take on Bodmin. Um, Tiverington Rocks. They join the competition. They travel to take on Shearwater. Uh, we've got Shepton Mallet versus Mousel. Uh, we've got Sherborne hosting Bemerton Heath. And then finally, Bishop Sutton's uh, uh, reward for, for winning away at Ilfracombe. They'll get another away tie and they take on Wendron United. If you're thinking, Tool Station, I know they'll save me money, but do they have all the top brands? You know, DeWalt, Makita, Einhell, Stanley, Myra, Kudox, Nest, and Santex. Yeah. They do. Over 15,000 trade quality products in the range from the leading brands with prices that are hard to beat. If you want a helping hand to save on your next job, try Toolstation. With over 300 branches, there's always a Toolstation near you. 
Excellent stuff. Thanks very much for that, Tom. Now we turn our attention to our Premier Division and some really fantastic matches um, this week in the Premier Division. Obviously, it was, a, it was a shorter fixture list, but we'll kick things off in Helston. Um, Helston, of course, have been going, you know, great guns, great to watch, score plenty of goals. Coming up against Kensham Town, who perhaps for many people have been a bit of a surprise package in the Premier Division this season. They've started very strongly. And that's exactly how they continued at the weekend, Tom. Yeah, I mean, I, I think this was one of the... I can't remember if it was myself or you who picked this one out, but this was our uh, game of the day in the Premier Division. It certainly lived up to it, didn't it? A five-all yeah. draw uh, between Helsing and Kenshin. Um, quite quite amazing. I'm not sure we'll see that scoreline again this season. Maybe we will, but uh, yeah. Well, it's one of those, isn't it? You just spot it and think, well, something's gone on there. And uh, yeah, for, for Kenshin to, to end with a point, I think they'll be more than happy because they were, yeah behind for, for quite long periods of this game, weren't they? Uh, Helston dominating the opening uh, 45 minutes, really finding them 4-1, find themselves 4-1 up at the interval. Uh, Billy Tucker, Ryan Turner, Tyler Elliott and Josh Story all getting on the score sheet uh, before the break, home side um, in, in, in command. Uh, but uh, yeah, and dis- well, for Kencham, despite then falling 5-2 down, so still that free goal buffer, uh, they managed to, to fight back. Uh, will Helston, he generally scores quite a lot of goals for them away from home specifically. Uh, Sam Jones and then A.D. Harvey also uh, getting on the score sheet. I think he was the, the man who scored the fifth. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> a 5 all draw. So both teams going home with a point. And I think, uh, yeah, both both obviously among the, the early season pace setters. And I think that's, uh, yeah, a good sign for both, really. Obviously, letting in goals, <laughs> potentially not what you want to be doing, but uh, for Kenshin to fight back like they did and also Helston to to dominate another top side like they did in the, four, the first 45 minutes sort of shows that they're both both capable of, uh, yeah, of big things, I think. I mean, you know, absolutely fantastic result. I think we know, you know, how good Helston are because of, you know, we've we've, we've looked at their results and obviously the pedigree coming into the league. And Kenshin, you know, it wasn't that long ago, Tom, that, you you know, you and I were talking about them coming out of the first division. And, you know, we want to talk about the strength and depth of, of, of our sides in the Western League. But... You know, a really fantastic advert for Western League football. Obviously, not perhaps not a fantastic advertisement for defending in the Western League, but you know, ten goals there. And we've mentioned this before on the podcast. Um, Mark Huckle at Pyron Films produces videos of the the Helston games, and um, I mean, if you're a Helston fan, I'm sure that's you know, it's it's fantastic to have that facility every week. But of course, the really exciting thing about it is it means that for the teams that they play, they also get the opportunity to, to see themselves on YouTube. On a Sunday morning, I'll have a cup of coffee watching these these highlights packages because they last about 10 minutes. They're absolutely fantastic. Helston against Kenshin, I recommend it highly. It is absolutely wall-to-wall stuff. It's You're going to absolutely love it. I don't think you even need to be a Helston or a Kenshin fan. It's absolutely fantastic. Great highlights package. Well done, Mark. You know, what a fantastic advertisement for the for the Western League. Really, really, really great stuff there. We're going to move on from that 10-goal thriller to a 7-goal thriller because, you know, we <laughs> love goals, don't we, Tom? And and it's Millbrook against Clevedon Town, of course. Again, Millbrook, one of our new boys against Clevedon Town, one of the more established sides in the Premier Division. We know their pedigree. We don't know much about Millbrook, but Millbrook taught Clevedon a bit of a lesson on Saturday, didn't they? They did, but they certainly did it the hard way. Um, two goals down within a quarter of an hour. Glenn Hayer and Alex Camp in Clevedon. Uh, two goals to the good pretty early on and uh, looking good for a, yeah, an away victory, really. But uh, Millbrook, yeah, 
they definitely had the last laugh. 5-2 win uh, eventually for them. Uh, got back on level terms thanks to a couple of goals in quick succession from Jake Foster. And that made it 2-2, and that was how it stayed at, at the break. So uh, all, le- all level there. Uh, but then it was Milbrook who pushed on the second half. Um, Ricky Shepherd, he scored twice within five minutes of the restart. So obviously turning the game in their favour quite substantially. Uh, Shepard's definitely been a standout early season, I think, in front of goal. Uh, and then it was Dave Yulden. Uh, he struck late on to complete the win. So uh, a really good come-from-behind win for Milbrook. Yes, and a fantastic result there for Millbrook. And um, that was a great opportunity to get in touch with their manager, Mackenzie Brown. Uh, well, what a what an excellent result that was at the weekend. And I, I asked, I started my interview with Mackenzie by asking him if that result was as comfortable as the scoreline suggests. Probably shouldn't say this, but I think it was, to be honest. Um, and don't get me wrong, we've not had too many comfortable games so far this season. But Saturday... Um, the performance was convincing. Um, I mean, obviously we went 2-0 down, so you could argue that, how can I say, it was comfortable, but I did genuinely feel really confident and comfortable with where we were in the game. We were performing so well. We we had a mad minute, and we've had quite a few of those mad minutes um, so far this season, uh, and, it, and it costs us. I think that's one of the biggest learning curves coming into the league is is you, you really do get punished when you're having those moments. But, um, but yeah, we, we, we started the game so well when we were playing some really good stuff on some of our best football of the season um, and then we got hit by that minute but I still felt really confident afterwards that we would we would settle down again find our rhythm and, and that's exactly what happened and, and yeah the remainder of the game uh, we were fantastic and it, it, it was quite straightforward and I don't mean that in any disrespect for Clevedon I, I, we just had a really good performance on the day I mean you've come up against a lot of familiar foes since the start of this season so what was it like coming up against one of the more traditional Western League sides? Yeah, we've really looked forward to this week. I mean, we played um, Bridport earlier on in the season, uh, and that was obviously a new fixture for us. But this week we've played Buckland and and obviously Cleveland on Saturday. So it was a week that we were really looking forward to. And, and that was probably our, our biggest challenge going into this season was, was the unknown. Um, and don't get me wrong, last week both our games were at home, so you still have the comforting um, feeling of your home your home ground. But it was still very much, you don't know anything really about the players, you don't know anything about the management or how they play. And, and so we were really excited going into it. And uh, yeah, that, that was obviously what we've come into the league for, those new challenges and, and the likes of Tavistock and, and Helston and Mausel and Soltash, who we, we've played already this season. We know an awful lot about them, even though we haven't really played them too much in the last couple of years because we were at the other side of the division. Um, we, we know an awful lot about them and it was nice this week to, to really get a taste of the Western League for what it's been in the last couple of years. So has it made it difficult for you to assess what the standard of the Western League is going to be like this season, obviously given that you've played so many um, sides that you know so much about? I mean, have you got a feeling for where you'd like Millbrook to be finishing this season? Um, Yeah, I I understand what you mean with that question. Obviously, when you're playing against teams that we know a lot about... um, it's, it's maybe is a bit more difficult to judge the quality of the league. I mean, we've, we played Tavistock twice, um, and we know quite a bit about Tavistock anyway, and, and we knew that they've obviously been up towards the top end of the league in the last couple of years, and, and maybe would have been promoted had, had it wouldn't have been for the pandemic. Um, so we could only really go against what we know about Tavi, and, and we already knew that the likes of Soltash 
um, and Helston were, were kind of not a million miles off them anyway. So we knew by our fixtures against um, those teams kind of where we might be, but we don't really we didn't really set a, a proper target at the start of the season. We we very much kind of see where we lie come October time, I suppose, October, November, and when the league has settled down a little bit. And it's very difficult for us to judge because a lot of people keep telling me now that the, the teams that we've played so far are, are probably certainly that the, the early stages of the season are going to be teams that make up the top six or seven. Um, so, But then who knows? Because obviously we've not seen any other teams and there, there could be a couple of other surprises in there. So, no, I think we would, we, I imagine at the start of the season, maybe... We would like to we would like to challenge ourselves and get in around the mid table, um, and then when the league settles down a little, we'll know if, if that's realistic or if we can maybe set our um, aspirations slightly higher, or whether we need to be a little bit more realistic and, and it isn't quite there. But we're um, we're pleased with how things have gone so far. I know that we've not got many many points on the board, but but we're learning very quickly, and I think that we're already a better team than we were six weeks ago. Um, and if that continues, then then hopefully we'll have a good season. I mean, what was the club's journey to this point? Because was it always a plan for you to be playing in the Western League or did the restructuring present you with an opportunity that you weren't necessarily expecting? Yeah, I mean, it certainly probably wasn't the plan. Um, I mean, I think back to when we took over four or five years ago, we were playing Step 7 football. We were playing like Division 1 West of the South Western League. Um, and we, we had a kind of four or five-year plan then that we would like to go up to the to the Southwestern League at, at the time because a lot of the players that had joined Milbrook when I joined actually joined me from um, a club called Edgecombe and, and that was um, in the East Cornwall League so we're talking four divisions below where we currently are now um, so when we won the Division 1 West and, and uh, we got promoted to the Southwestern League we had a fantastic season there but the restructuring after that season put us in the East Division, which probably did give us a better opportunity for promotion um, because some of the more traditional Southwestern League clubs stayed in the West Division, and it was quite controversial at the time because ourselves and Tall Point are obviously Cornish sides, and we got moved over to the East Division, and it, it wasn't particularly a, a popular decision from our point of view. Um, but it did give us a better chance, and, and, and when you're in that division, then you're looking at it and thinking, well, actually, maybe the West League isn't something that could be a million miles off um, and then last season we had a fantastic season and, and we were I mean we got to Christmas and we were potentially on course we felt to finish in the top two anyway so it would have been a discussion that we would have had so short term like if I go back 12 months 18 months and yeah maybe the West League was something we had one eye on however if you had said to me four or five years ago that's what we're talking about then I would have laughed to be honest it, the, the club was a million miles away from it it was riddled with, with debt um, there was having lots and lots of problems but um, we've managed to turn it around and, and the players is still the crux of the players from four or five years ago it's still the real core of them a huge amount of, of, of the same faces so to, to grow together and to improve together and, and go through the, that journey as you say get to where we are now it's, it's an unbelievable achievement really for everyone at the club and, and that's on the pitch and off the pitch it's a real Cinderella story. It's, it's fantastic to hear that, Mackenzie. I mean, for many of the people who are listening to this interview, of course, it'll be the first time, certainly in Western League circles, that they've necessarily come across Millbrook. So I'll, this is your opportunity to sell a Saturday at Jenkins Park. What have we got to look forward to when we come down to Millbrook? <laughs> it's a lovely lake in the village um, as you go by to start. But no, I mean, it's... 
we're a village. It, as I say, it's a village. We're a small village. Um, we're a village club. Um, Millbrook, as a village, doesn't really have a huge amount of interest in the football for some reason. It, it's just never really been the, the way. We've 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 had a successful four or five years. And we've still not really managed to get the real locals through the doors. We get a, a small amount, but not as many as we would like. Um, but no, I mean, on, on, a, on a Saturday, it's a lovely setting. It's a fantastic ground that's improving all the time. Whenever you go there, our chairman, Mark, is... is, is done something else has improved it in another way shape or form and um, no, I'd like to think that people that come down we, we I mean our, our results this season will probably suggest that we always offer good value and, and we're an entertaining side or an attacking side we like to put the ball on the floor and try and play um, and sometimes that catches us out but sometimes it reaps its rewards like it did on Saturday and um, uh, we're, we're, I think we're a really entertaining team to watch and, and that's what we go out and try and do every single week to be honest entertain and, and play um, quick football and, and I think it's uh, definitely worth a, village to, uh, worth, worth a visit sorry, down to Jenkins Park to, to check us out well, I know you've got Ilfra Coombe up next and they're going to be another familiar foe, but the next team to, to travel to Jenkins Park is going to be Bridgewater United. That must be a really interesting test for you. Yeah, we actually um, we actually played Bridgewater in the, in the FA Cup last year. Uh, it was pretty much our first game of the season and we actually we performed really well and and we were probably um, I'll say it quietly but we were probably the better team on the, on the night and, and they kind of sucker punched us really with 10 minutes to go and, and they won the game 1-0 and, and we still to be fair were unlucky not to grab an equaliser in that last 10 minutes I remember having one off the line um, but I, I understand again this is the, the unknowns of this league I don't know an awful lot but I understand that there's been a few changes at Bridgewater in the last 12 months or so so um, we, we, I've seen one or two of their results I know that they beat Tavi um, on a Friday night down here so they're clearly a very capable side and, and yeah it's those tests that we're really really looking forward to because again as you say it, they're, they're an experienced side in this league an experienced club in this league and, and that counts for an awful lot so so yeah we're looking forward to that one we know that we've got a really tough game against um, Ilfracombe on Saturday um, they they themselves have had a fantastic couple of seasons um, coming up with us um, and, and they will feel hard done by that the, the leagues weren't finished because they were possibly on course to win the league as well so we know that we've got a couple of really tough games coming up but that's the beauty of this league is is you can't have and it's been relentless in the first six weeks every three days you've got a game and, and the difference is what we've had to get used to is it's a really, really tough opposition every three days. You know, there's no gimmies at all, which is maybe what we're used to a little bit. You, you can sometimes afford to have a Saturday off, really, in terms of performance and still get a result, but there's no chance of that in this league. Fantastic. Mackenzie, it's, I mean, it's been an absolute pleasure to, uh, to talk to you on the podcast for the first time, but because this is the first time, of course, our listeners won't be familiar with you in the same way that they're not familiar with your club. So can you tell us a little bit about your footballing journey to the Millbrook dugout? Uh, yeah, of course. Um, so I've always kind of started playing locally, really, and and playing for the same the same club I mentioned earlier, Edgecombe. Um, so I spent pretty much my whole life. I mean, I played under 18s at Millbrook. Uh, I'm 37 now, so that's nearly 20 years ago now. Um, and, and I think I did one season with them 
and beyond under-18s as well, and, and then moved to a club called Edgecombe, which is basically a club that was set up by a group of us as mates, and we worked our way through the league, through the real the bottom of Cornish football, basically, um, up to the point where uh, we couldn't really go any further, before we climbed about seven or eight divisions. Um, and then I took the club on as, as, as manager, and again, it, it just ran its course, really. It was very difficult. Um, it was a difficult club to manage. We didn't ever really have a settled ground, um, but we were a good side and we had a lot of success. And then from Edgecombe, I stopped managing then. And I, and I planned to have maybe a, a little bit of time off, even possibly go back to play um, a little bit. But then the opportunity to come in and manage um, Millbrook jointly with Ryan Swiggs, who was the manager at the time, um, came about. And basically, we, we, that's exactly what happened. We brought a lot of the players from, uh, from, from Edgecombe over and they um, combined with what was there at Millbrook and and we, we've kind of just hit the ground running from there Ryan left after 12 months and, and I took it on full time myself and, and from there we've, we've been at we've been at Millbrook ever since and, and enjoying the ride and my thanks to Mackenzie for his time now moving on to the Toolstation Western League First Division and we kick off with another new boy it's AEK Bocco they've been pulling up trees they continued it at home to Portishead Town they did, yeah. Obviously, I think they were unbeaten um, before, before uh, well, until quite recently. Bocco, weren't they? Uh, started really well, and uh, yeah, another another pretty good result for them over Port's Head, a one 0 win. Uh, and it was Harrison Kite. Uh, he scored the only goal of the game for them in this one, so I think they've moved into top four as a result of that. So, uh, yeah, promising signs for Bocco early, I think, this season. Yeah, what a fantastic start to life in the first division that they've had. Now we'll uh, we'll move on to another. Uh, our final feature match of this week's podcast is Odd Down. They took on Titherington Rocks. Now, Odd Down have started pretty confidently in the first division. Titherington Rocks, of course, another new side. That's very much a feature of this week's podcast. have also been in pretty good form. Uh, this was uh, another high-scoring game, Tom. It was. Um, indiscipline definitely could have cost Odd Down in this one, but they did uh, eventually see that off to, to win by five goals. Too. I think they had a couple of red cards during this one. So, uh, yeah, plenty... Plenty going on uh, up, up, up in Bath, uh, and there was a yeah hat trick for for Luke Bryan who really helped them in in this one. Uh, he's been yeah among the sharpshooters early 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 doors, hasn't he? I think he scored twice inside the opening 20 minutes. Uh, Raffy War uh, then adding a third before Bryan. Um, I think it was a stoppage time penalty at the end of the first half uh, made it four 0 So a really really strong showing from up down before the break. Uh, Shaq Perkins came off the bench, uh, adding a fifth midway through the second half uh, before the, the away side took advantage of the the extra men, uh, scoring a couple of goals. But, uh, yeah, no no fight back um, uh, of, of real um, real substantial nature. So uh, it was Odd Down who, who, who held on for the 5-2 win. So looking ahead, coming up to Saturday the 18th of September, Tom, we've got Premier Division. We've got a full list of fixtures in the Premier Division and, and the First Division. Which, um, which fixtures tickle your fancy in the Prem? Oh, uh, I think I'm going to go with Bit and Zoltash. Uh, Zoltash, yeah, there was a couple of well, ropey results. I think they had a few, few leads slip early doors. Uh, yeah, but they seem to have we've found their footing a little bit. Another win in the, uh, in the Vars on the weekend, a 3-1 win for them at home. Uh, so they travelled to bit in one of our, yeah, one of our early season, well, top of the table, aren't they? So uh, early season impressive sides. Uh, they're at home, probably expected to, to, to gain another three points, but Saltash will go there, I think, with pretty good confidence. So uh, it should be a good game down there, I think. A fantastic pick there, Tom. Two teams, of course, that we've already had on the podcast. 
Um, Dan Langdon, of course, the manager of Bitten, and Dane Bunny, the manager of Saltash United. Um, no quarter asked for and no quarter given. If if uh, you are in the Bristol area uh, on Saturday, then that is the game to go and watch because it's going to be fireworks on and off the pitch, I'm sure. So uh, absolute fantastic um, advertisement for Western League football. I'm going to go down the road. I'm going to go down the M5 um, to Clevedon Town, who take on Bridgewater. This is, of course, a derby. Um, between these two closely linked sides and, of course, two teams that, um, uh, you know, aspire um, to uh, to be competing at the top of the division. So I think that if you like a bit of a derby, I, you know, we, it'd be fun. Well, derby games, the form book goes out the window, doesn't it? Clevedon have got to pull themselves together after that um, defeat um, that we've just uh, referred to. So I think that would be a very interesting match indeed. And then, of course, we move on to the first division. And, of course, as we know, Tom, any team can be any other team in the first division. <laughs> so which team, uh, wh- wh- where do you see the form book being upended? Something something tells me that the Cheddar-Sherborne game should be, should be pretty entertaining. I think quite a few goals maybe on show. Sherborne, uh, leading scorers in the division. I think they've got 26 or so from their seven games. Obviously, they're, they're going well, aren't they, in front of goal. And a, a trip to, to Ship Cheddar, who are above them, up in third at the moment. Strong starts from both teams. And I think, uh, yeah, the Zebras will go there um, Yeah, with, with, a, with a point to prove, potentially. Absolutely. Yes, the Zebras travel to the Theatre of Cheese. Mm. Uh, well, the, the Bishops of Sutton, who've been doing incredibly well, they're one of those sides that I, I do remember a few years ago when Hengrove got promoted from the First Division. They sort of came from nowhere, didn't they? And they went on a fantastic run of wins, which um, put them into promotion contention. I would do wonder whether Bishop Sutton, they seem to be relentless at the moment in their in their victories. They travelled to Radstock Town. We had Ryan Child on the podcast. He's obviously talking a big game. He's got real high hopes for Radstock Town. We know their pedigree in the first division, and uh, I think that will be a really interesting, uh, really interesting match. Of course, a derby within Bath and North East Somerset for those people who are, who are interested in that sort of thing. They're not a million miles away, but um, yeah, that's where uh, that's where I'm I'm looking at on uh, on Saturday, the 18th of September. We have been looking at your excellent um, bulletin, Tom. Um, we've been looking at, obviously, not only the match roundups, but the fixtures as well. For those people who haven't yet found it on the internet, where can they where can they do that? It's on the uh, Toolstation League website. It's about halfway down on the homepage. It takes you to the, the most recent um, yeah, uh, episode, should we call it? Uh, and that's, uh, yeah, it's downloadable as a, as a PDF and a, a Word doc. So uh, that comes out every week, looking back at the games and ahead to fixtures and stuff. And I know it's more than just results, isn't it, that you put in the uh, the bulletin. I know, you, you know, there are pictures as well. So, um, you know, if for people who go to the games, who like to take a camera, I mean, you don't necessarily need to be sort of an award-winning photographer. You know, even people like me take the odd picture <laughs> on my iPhone. Uh, uh, you, you know, you do appreciate a little bit of input like that as well, don't you? A hundred percent, yeah. I mean... I've... Putting in photos is, yeah, it's, it's not the easiest thing to sort of turn it around quickly. Obviously, quite a lot of sort of, it's called the, the, the more, um, yeah, more professional of the photographers might take a little bit of time to turn around their, their images and stuff. So if we can get some through, you know, Saturday night and what have you, I do, do generally go on the, go on the search and, and see if we can pop some in there because it does add a lot to the, yeah, the, the overall um, look and, and just adds a bit of, uh, yeah, ads, doesn't it? So if people people are, are, are at games and, and want, their, want their images, yeah, get in touch, definitely. 
So you hunt around social media, but can people find you? I think your details are on the Western League website, aren't they? It should be, yeah. I think there's an email that is, uh, yeah, um, that, 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 and if anything pops in there, I'd be more than happy to, to, to yeah, pop them in the, in the bulletin, as I say. Excellent stuff, Tom. Thank you ever so much for your time and all the work that you put in, as always. And I look forward to joining you next week on the Tool Station. Western League Podcast.